0: Good Friday evening, ladies and gentlemen. Our real Die Hard Bears fans uh should be listening to this one. So Die Hard War fans too, hopefully. So uh, you know, thanks for hanging out with us and uh checking this out when you get a chance. But um, yeah, this is, this is your man Kyle Means, editorial director of War Media. We are RegalRadio.com. And I got uh I got Ryan to a uh, you know set aside some of his plans for Friday Friday night for the for the time being just for a few minutes here to uh you know to build with me on this uh most recent Bears game the uh second game of the exhibition season they're you know in the process of wrapping it up now with the New York Giants uh not a very you know score wise you know the the Giants have whooped on them but uh, you know, again, you know, the score doesn't really mean much in the pre this is preseason game. It doesn't mean anything. So, you know, we'll you know, we'll get into it right now where we'll take what our takeaways are from our immediate takeaways are from this game. And uh, you know, the the Bears, you know, of course coming into this one, you, you couldn't really expect them to compete well anyway. If, if what you wanted to see was a close game or you know, the Bears exhi- exhibiting some sort of dominance over a Giants team that, you know, altogether isn't going to do much this year, not expectedly going to do much this year. That that wasn't what you're going to see, you know, because coming into the game, the Bears didn't really start any of their their top 22, as it were. They're 11 starters on either defense or offense. You no, know, they're they're all there in New York. They got jerseys on, but no pads. So. They weren't expecting to be playing at all tonight. We didn't see them tonight. What tonight was about was more showing off the depth of the team, showing, giving more chances to guys who are, you know, going to be fighting for spots for the next couple weeks. Who's going to end up on that last, who's going to make it through these uh, series of cuts that are going to take place uh, going in through the end of August, rounding into September and the, that opening week of the season. And uh, you know some interesting things when you look at it in that context. Some interesting things uh, definitely arose here. And uh, Ryan, as I let you in, man, what you know, what what are the, some of the things that jumped out to you right away uh, from this game tonight? Uh, you know, players who stood out or whatnot, or you know, just aspects of the game that uh, you know we can really build on as Bears uh, followers and observers going forward. Yeah, I think uh, Matt Nagy
1: is not going to be necessarily happy or proud of the game table overall. I think uh, uh, the lopsided score is, is mainly due to sloppiness. Uh, certainly, how you pointed out, the starters did not play. So it's no surprise that the Giants are winning this game. And they did have a full quarter of their starters coming in. And this it just seemingly isn't as important to the Bears as it is to the Giants. But I, I think some of the sloppiness we've seen, Taekwond, Myself, humble a couple times, uh, a lot of different penalties by veterans like Bradley Soule, and, and just really up and down the roster, some silly kind of mistakes that you don't normally see. But uh, that doesn't mean that individuals have not stood out in this game because I think that there's been plenty of bright spots when it comes to player. When you look at the, the receivers, that's kind of what jumped out to me And uh, maybe I'll even start before that. But just how well Ryan Pace has done in the seventh round of the draft, seemingly, uh, definitely some kudos to him because you look at last year's seventh rounder in Javon Williams, and he just is a catching machine. You just see him go after every ball. I love how he attacks the football in the air, and, and he's really just shown how he seemingly is a pretty complete receiver and certainly as a guy that is bigger and that can maybe play some of the slot if they have a Tiana Gabriel, uh, Allen Robinson combo out there, just in different matchups that they, he could present. So I really am impressed with what he's done so far and he's had a great camp. And then you look at care white and unfortunately, uh, in my bears, uh, preview, I gave uh, John Franklin the curse because he's yeah. not playing well today at all. He was a player I set to watch out for. Yeah. And, uh, He created that holding call on that Kara Flight touchdown, but boy, you saw that speed. You saw maybe some real elusiveness. I said to uh, my brother who was watching this game, and I I told him that I was impressed with Kara Flight in the first week with his speed, but this week he looks like an actual running back with speed. And uh, just his development could
0: be exciting, maybe not necessarily in the near future, but definitely down the road. And
1: uh, you know, just impressive by Ryan Pace finding two gems like Javon Williams and Kira White in the seventh round that could be capable NFL starters. And then uh, Riley Ridley, uh, the Javon Williams counterpart. I think he is—he's played solidly. Maybe a, a little bit of a, a scuff on that uh, touchdown throw to the end zone. He didn't quite get to the pylon where the ball was being thrown to. But other than that, he's looked smooth and solid. And again, see another big receiver that has that route-running ability. And that's really the main guys I've seen on the offensive side. When you flip it over to the defensive side, Josh Woods, I think, has stood out. Really, the big guy has been James Botters with his pressures and hurries on the quarterback. Yeah. Liffin-Duck made an impressive, impressive interception that set up the Bears' touchdown run by Kara Flight later on, but that was also set up by James Bodders. And, you know, I was saying not a lot of pass rush when you see the ones on the sideline coming from the Bears. No real guys really stepped up, and Roy Robertson Harris was playing, but he got injured. So uh, not necessarily injured, but he went down on the field, and I'm sure they weren't going to let him play after that because of how important he is in the rotation. So uh, to see James Bodders play well, that was – that was a nice thing, and then we pointed out with John Franklin, he is he struggled, but there's also been veterans, and some guys are gonna really regret their tape and take more of
0: myself. Is another one. Yeah, yeah, just you know, jumping off of what you what you offered there, you know, Franklin Franklin did look a little rough uh, in coverage too. You know, it looks some like look like some of the the bigger receivers in particular with the Giants were able to to just do know, do whatever they wanted with him, you know, up the field. But, um, you know, it's, this is how it is. I guess, you know, you just, you know, sometimes you just got to learn from certain things when you're put in the spotlight, when you're, when you're being called on to make, you know, this is a time of the season where you're going to be called on to make plays. You're going to have opportunities that you wouldn't have normally in the regular season. So, um, you know, for a young player like that, maybe that's not, you know there's going to be some some growing pains and some things that he exhibits that are going to be you know that that uh that developed in this game but on on the flip side of that you like you can look at a guy like white Kerrf white and see so much potential there like like you said that return even though it got called back just to see him make that run up the field get break out into daylight and and get, that, get those afterburners going like he did. It was just so exciting. And, I, you know, you, you definitely can imagine a place for him on this team. Even if he's the third or fourth string running back, you know, he's got to be in that special teams and involved in that special teams. And, you know, to see him, the potential that he's going to have as a returner, if anything, could could be something special. And it was great to see him, even though we don't get – you know, we coming off of last week and seeing the excitement with Montgomery, that a lot of that energy seemed to got transferred to White this week. You know, we didn't get to see Montgomery this week, but we get to see White and they'll get to see him make some plays from uh from scrimmage as well. And you know, it's you know, it's like I say, those are the things that you like to see in, in in these uh preseason games, these new revelations. And, you know, old sort of new old revelations too, you know, because we can We can go back a couple years now with Wims. Wims is just so fun to see play, you know, kind of tall and lanky out there as a receiver. But he gets to the ball, man, and he's he's you know, he makes plays. So you just got to hope that the Bears can find ways to incorporate him into the offense where he can uh, make more impact uh, going forward this year because he seems like he's up for it.
1: Yeah, definitely, Kyle. And I want to piggyback on something you just said between Montgomery and White. Yeah, I completely agree. Montgomery had kind of all the hype last week. And I think the Bears had the same plan for both running backs in their individual weeks. Last week with Montgomery, I think for the Bears, they they wanted to see a little bit. But as soon as he started showing, like, oh, yeah, he belongs, like this is an NFL player, they pulled the plug real quick. They don't want to give anything away on top of it. We want to make sure that this guy is healthy. And I think that kind of happened tonight with Karen White. I think part of the reason why you see one Mizell taking some carries is why even risk White taking carries? So you're, you're obviously seeing a guy with a ton of speed. And worst-case scenario, if you lost to Tariq Cohen, he's a guy that maybe can actually fill that role because he has a similar athletic build. I don't think you're going to see a ton of Kareth White. And they have an open roster spot. I wouldn't be surprised if they filled that with a running back to try to preserve Kareth White from really taking any more punchment in the preseason. And uh, it just it's going to be impressive to see how they use Kareth White. But like you said, if at worst he's on your kickoff return, he'll be right next to Cordell Patterson doing it. And then on top of it, you have Tariq Cohen in the pump return. That's a that's a massive upgrade
0: in returners from year one from last year to this year. Definitely, that's definitely going to be exciting to see the potential there with the returners. We look at the coverage team though, and the kicking. Uh, you know, again, it seems like there's a lot to be desired there. The Bears were often working from bad positions on the field, you know, and and I guess in some ways and I think the announcer sort of alluded to this in some ways, like in some ways that's kind of good because you can see how these players work under pressure. And, um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to see them always being backed up. The offense always being backed up or the defense having to defend on short fields and stuff. And, you know, I I just want to get your thoughts on that Ryan, like in regards to the special teams and how it's set up, Opportunities for the offense and defense, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you could see that's why the Bears lost. Uh, you know, the, and as we've been talking, the the game became official, 32-13 final. You know, those things make a difference no matter who you got out there. And we talk about the Bears not having starters, but they did have players out there who have experience. They're not necessarily starter uh, talents, but, you know, they have players out there who've been with the team for a number of years in, in some cases. And like, like we, like you said before, there was a lot of turnovers today. There was a lot of, there's just a lot of things to be left, to, left to be desired. And I think a lot of that stemmed from where they were starting a lot of their drives. And, um, you know, Now, what you said, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I completely agree. And that's what I kind of said that Naki is probably going to want to really kind of burn this tape or get over it really quickly. Cause it, it didn't look very good. And, at- and, you know, this is something we could probably get into a little bit later on when we do our long forum uh, podcast. But I do have concerns about that starting special teams unit because you did see guys that are going to be starters on that special teams unit today. And and I don't know if they quite have those guys because they have a lot of really specific guys that do specific things and not necessarily special teams. So that's something that is definitely of concern. And Chris Tabor, to me, seems to be the weakest of the coordinators on the Bears staff. When you look at Nagy as kind of the offensive coordinator, obviously it's Mark Helfridge, but Nagy's the one running that. Then you have Chuck Pagano running the defense, and then you've got Chris Tabor on special teams. He seems to just not have as quite of a disciplined unit, and I agree that that partially contributed to the errors today, and that it doesn't help with the defense misses a couple takeaway opportunities when they're giving up a lot of yards, and then the offense gives away the ball a few times and doesn't capitalize on some deep shots that they had. You see kind of just an overall ugly game, and obviously it would be much different with the starters in there, but you see how, you know, you want to put out the best tape as you can as a team, and, and certainly I think that
0: there was an effort level that was kind of to be desired tonight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I could talk uh, another hour or so on this, but I'm not gonna do that on a Friday night. You know, I'm, just, One I'm uh, thing, Kyle. I do want to just
1: throw in there the kicker update. We had Elliot Fry miss the
0: uh, yeah. What? Well, yeah. What? We'll yeah. Let's let's lay that out right quick. We'll, we'll go. Like I said, we'll go into it deeper on um, uh, next week. But uh, yeah, yeah, lay that out right quick. Yeah,
1: Eddie Pinheiro got the first crack of the field goal. He was perfect. Uh, I believe it was from forty-seven, might have been from forty-one, but definitely in the forties. LA Fry missed his field goal attempt. And uh there was also a point after touchdown that Pinheiro hit. So Pinero had to eat better today. Uh Fry he also hit an extra point, so he didn't go over, he just uh missed one and Pinheiro did not. So Kind of a wash compared to last week. They both had missed one kick in preseason regulation each. And uh this battle continues to be tight and
0: interesting to see. Pinheiro will get the first try. I don't know if that means anything, but I certainly think that that's who the Bears but that's who I think the Bears want to win this competition. Leaning more towards him, yeah. Yeah, let's we'll see how uh how it reads out and uh you know what type of effect that'll have on their playing time and their, uh, the opportunities in, in game three, you know, uh, from what we see tonight, you're not going to see many, if, if any starters playing minutes in game three, which, you know, traditionally has been seen as the, uh, the dress rehearsal game for teams in the preseason. But as we've seen now for two years with Nagy, he doesn't abide by the same rules in preseason as, uh, that's been established for, for years you know by other coaches so he's doing his own thing so you know we we'll just have to see how that plays out for the bears but uh you know definitely we're going to we're going to end it for now with our talk here just just a quick thing that we we're, we're going to look to do uh typically with our bears coverage you know give a, give a instant reaction right after games uh you know we'll try to do that in the regular season as well but um you know we'll definitely have another longer part form podcast uh, early next week uh, with more details about tonight's game and uh, some preview stuff going forward into game three, which is a week from tomorrow. Um, yeah, the you know, it's pretty like I say, pretty cut and dry here with game two. Um, you know, check us out uh, reading uh, check, check us out with more stuff on uh, com. Ryan will have some more writing, uh, some more posts coming up next week. And um, more talk on the Bears, of course, on the Dean Davis show next week as well with Ryan producing there. And um, yeah, for now, this is Kyle Means I'm about to sign off. Ryan Bukovetsky, Uh thanks again for staying up with me. And uh, I got to get to this this Bill Walton on the Sox game, man. <laughs> it's good. That's a that's a trip right there. Uh, that's gonna be my nightcap. Uh, but a pretty, pretty busy. Yeah, definitely, man. Pretty busy night in sports here in Chicago, and a, a, a fun night too, unless you're a Cubs fan. But uh, yeah, we're we gonna we're gonna round it out for now, though. Uh, you'll get a lot from us on on all those fronts going forward. Uh, you know, wheelriggerradio.com, we're, we're on anchor. So uh, keep riding with us and uh, show us love. We'll show it right back, man. Till uh, we hear from you, till you hear from us again. Uh have enjoy your weekend and uh, be peaceful out there. All right.
1: you.